0: No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we are in here with the one and only Darrow. How you doing, man? What's up
1: with it, man? I'm good.
0: I'm excited to have you in here, man. There's a lot of people who, uh, like everybody knows the music, but I feel like there's a lot of people that don't really know your actual story. And when I was researching for this, I got very uh, involved with a lot of the classic music from that era and stuff. So it was, it was enjoyable getting ready for this.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you say, a lot of people know the, you know, the music, you know, but the story always it got to reveal mm. you know so that's part of it
0: so let's talk a little bit about your uh, early days you're originally from Dallas or yeah. did you moved there at some point okay
1: born and raised Dallas you know uh went to school played ball Lancaster you know uh a real baller played. i was
0: listening to an interview with you you were rating everybody in the rap games basketball skills oh, yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> now i'm real with it man i'm still you know uh I'm still, I, I still got some people that's on the list that, you know what I'm saying, get hit with the the real skill. You got the, the rap hoopers, uh-huh. then you got the hooper hoopers, and then you got the in-between, which is me. Like, I rap and hoop, but then you got some people that rap, and they say they can hoop, but I can see that they really can't hoop. But if you just see some stuff that they do, it look like they can hoop. Mm. Yeah, so... Because, yeah. I mean, it's
0: very, very rare that somebody could be really fire at basketball and then also be all right at the rapping thing. Obviously, every basketball player is kind of like a fan of the yeah, rap yeah. scene. But, yeah. And they want to take part, but it doesn't always work yeah. out too well.
1: Yeah. Now, it go hand in hand. But, you know, over the years through a lot of, like, celeb basketball games, the mm-hmm. real ones know the truth. Like, the real ones know. Like, you know, I, even from, like, the Chris Browns and stuff, like, real baller. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. when it comes to just a lot of different stuff. And, and we of course, we're talking about – the real hoopers that rap. Like, obviously I ain't for to be talking to no NBA player because the NBA player gonna look at it, be like, nah, they ain't, you know what I'm saying? Shaq but, got some bars. Yeah, well Shaq, yeah. <laughs> homie, you know, who got some bars that I also hoop is uh, 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 Portland, Damian Lillard. Yeah, okay. Homie, yeah, I fuck with it. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I, I, yeah. You he, can respect it? I respect it, you know what I'm saying? It's some, it's some of my respect, you know? You know, from the ones out here, but did Other you,
0: did you your whole childhood, was that, like, your entire thing, was just being obsessed with the sport?
1: It was, like, bowling was my number one, you know what I'm saying? Hooping uh, was definitely first love, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, in my mind, that's what it was going to be. Mm. And then I didn't realize that it was a lot of things that changed the passion of that once I got, like, right to high school when everything was happening, scholarship offers, and, you know what I'm saying, a couple traumatic experiences happened that kind of changed my passion for it. You know what I'm saying? With me, it's all about the passion. Like, looking back now, if my passion stayed the same, I know I could have went that route, you know, from from that thing. But as time came, I actually became more passionate about music during that time. And it came to a point where it was like, I could do this or that but music seemed more controllable. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sports, is, you could be the best thing, you feel me? You get hurt, you out of there. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You don't, go, you don't go in the right system, you out of there. You feel me? Coaching systems and mm. the college, you can be able to play the game and that's just too much out of your control.
0: Right. With, yeah. with
1: music, you can c- control that more. Right. You feel me?
0: Like what I was thinking about if I had a kid and he was a talented athlete, <laughs> And you you want to nurture that as much as possible, but at the same time, even if your kid looks like he might be LeBron James, it's like you you have to prepare them for something else as yeah. well because it's so easy for that dream to just disappear.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can I can name at least six or seven people off the top of my head that I know are better than fifty percent of the NBA that mm. easy could been there and still go there, but for so many different other reasons, it didn't happen. Mm. Like some of the time, some of the things I'm talking about, they may got hurt at the wrong time. They might had like some happen, and they had attitude issues right when they was getting things. The coaches didn't want them at that time. They got over that. It's it's too much, you know what I'm Mm. saying? But like. Like you say, you feel me? You can be that and it cannot happen. And, and during that time, it, it resonated with me more to, I can control my destiny more with music. You know what I'm saying? Because even if you don't do, get a record deal or whatever, you can you can create your initial fan base from wherever you at. You feel mm-hmm. me? And, and you can control that. You feel me? You can put out music. If you want to go perform, there's something you can do. Sports, it got to be set up. Especially then, like, you got to have games set up. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So what do you do in between games and you get what I'm saying well now it's a little different because now they got social media so you getting people that's blowing up from social media mm. that's in the sports world and they getting they getting uh found by scouts and stuff from social media mm. that's a whole nother thing you know might not I'm
0: be saying? limited to the, the scouts in your area or the teams in your area because you're able to build it's, it's really exactly the same thing that happened to the rap world where it used to be that you only had a career if uh-huh. you were able to work with a label uh-huh. and now you can get popping on your own exactly. it's kind of like that in sports too
1: exactly. yeah because it's think about this, just say you in a small town somewhere, you feel me, that it ain't a lot going on, but you a at sports or basketball, you can you can literally, and today you can go to a local park against and, and, and just go kill it. Somebody fan it, put it on social media, and you can get found that way, mm. and you can control that, whereas if that was the case back then, you would have had to go somewhere across the country, wait till the season, it's just a lot, Mm. you feel me, it's different.
0: What was the traumatic stuff that sort of went down while you were in high school that took away from your passion for the game?
1: Well, it was a lot of stuff I was going through internally, like family issues, you know, stuff that was going on, just things like that 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 just changed my perspective of life, Mm. that's what it really was. Stuff that some I spoke on in music, some of it I'm speaking on, some of the upcoming music, some of it, a lot of that be revealed through the art, but you know what I'm saying, basically stuff like that. Just things that changed my perspective of life mm. at an early age, during that time, that made me just change my whole way I was looking at everything and doing. Right. And I was always doing music too. Like even when I was hooping, by the time I got to high school, I was already writing and rapping and freestyling, this and that, but the passion wasn't there mm. until things certain things happened and, and, it, and it just switched, you feel me, and I, and I went into that mode.
0: Do you feel like the same level of energy because I like I know a guy who was um, he was like on his way to be a UFC fighter Mm -hmm. he got knocked out real bad one time the doctor told him like you can't like ever do this again like you cannot get knocked out like this he took all that that energy like of this thing he had been working for his whole life and just turned it over to being a poker player. And completely, like, is one of the best in the world now. But I always thought that was interesting that he was able to take the passion he had for one thing and just completely move it over to something that was completely different. Do you feel like that happened with the music?
1: That, I mean, he just got the it factor, you feel mm-hmm. me? I mean, that wherever you, when you got it like that, wherever you apply that, it, you're gonna go to the highest level with that. It's not really about
0: the thing, the it's thing, about the energy. Exactly. You know, what what I'm exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm
1: So, when you, the, the dudes you just described just got that. If he would it don't gotta be poker, it could have been name something else you know yeah. what I'm saying it would have been that you feel mm-hmm. me that that's what that mean and and obviously you know what I'm saying for him it his passion changed and it applied it to something else with me i mean you it, it wasn't that but it, the similar concept you feel me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying uh, and i never really lost the love of basketball because it was it was a time where i couldn't even when i stopped hoping like i didn't even want to see basketball for like years like i hated i then I got over that, and then like now it's back a thing to me. You feel me? Because you like, couldn't
0: look at it without thinking about what, yeah, how just, you wanted to be involved yeah, in it. Yeah. yeah, and
1: then you know you got a lot of people around you during the time that want you know they saw the whole thing, so they wondering why you not going to that rap, boom, 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 and it was just a whole thing. But you know that was something I got past.
0: But so now yeah. you can be more of like a fan of the. Yeah, now actual I can be a game. real
1: fan of the game and watch it in a whole different way. I couldn't even watch basketball for years, like after high school, maybe four or five years at all, like yeah you know what I'm saying but now yeah I, I watch it all the time I'm trying to catch it you know what I'm saying I, I just love watching it
0: definitely did you make it to playing in college or did you well, not get go I got
1: scholarships. Right. by the time I so in high school basically in high school my senior year you know what I'm saying I was captain of the basketball team my this, boom, boom boom a lot of people know this story but uh it was. I was already rapping. I already. I was popular for sports. So I, when I started rapping, I kind of had like a fan base already. Mm. I was already rapping, putting out music. People was jamming my music. People was buying my mixtapes. I was selling it at school, the teachers, the students, everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I was already kind of that in my mind. Mm. I already knew I could do it. You feel me? Because I already had like what I had a, a fan base. I had a support system from the jump. So uh, it it, it, was, it was during that time where I. It, it, I just was like, this is way more controllable. Like I go make some music. Next day we just print CDs. Mm. Next day I'm selling 20, 30, 40 copies at school to me. That was just that. Basketball was just too spaced out. It was mm-hmm. like, when the season going, boom. When the season ain't going, you just working out, boom, boom, boom. You gotta it, rely
0: on all these teammates, you, and you didn't you pick gotta, the man, teammates. You, you gotta <laughs> rely,
1: It's too many other counterparts. You yeah, feel man. me? And then, at that time, I was able to compare and contrast and be like, with this, I'm able to do this right now, and it make me feel good, and I ain't gotta think about stuff that I be thinking about, you mm. know what I'm saying, that I was having issues with, you know what I'm saying? So, I got into music, and, and once I got into that, the passion like went there fast. And once I got that passion in it, it, w- it wasn't no turning back. Like mm. I knew early on that, you know what I'm saying? I told myself a day, like I'm two feet in it. And you know what I'm saying? I was at FedEx, you feel me? Like in eighteen, nineteen, And the last day when I walked out, like I was just two feet in it. You feel mm. me? And I ain't never looked back since. And I knew that the passion was there. So all the stuff that I still hear coming from the basketball side, cause I was getting all type of stuff. It was just, I didn't even care, you feel me? And Mm -hmm. I was surprised in myself that I was able to feel that way right you feel me like i didn't think that i would be able to naturally feel that way
0: but, definitely what, yeah. what what year did you graduate five oh5 so yeah. you're sort of like that's kind of like the prime time for like texas's like explosion in terms of like all of these underground artists just becoming like in the mainstream and shit. Yeah. whether it's slim thug or paul that's wall that's when they or, was
1: popping yeah you know right what I'm saying? they so had they, already they kind was, of hit that level by the time you're graduating oh, yeah, yeah. yeah they was already doing it that's when you you, you had a little flip now i'm on fire mm-hmm. you know what i am saying? so Lil' Flip, the whole Swisher House movement on fire, Slump Thug, Mike Jones, Power Wow, that's during that. That's when they popping, popping.
0: Number one you know? time where somebody who's like graduating high school that has something going on is thinking like, I can be that. Like exactly. I can get on that level exactly. now too. Exactly, you know?
1: and it was the first time that it was happening for somebody like me that's in Dallas, not mm-hmm. Houston. Everybody right. I was associated, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, it was doable, you feel me? I was seeing people around me That was doing it You know what I'm saying And and, and like Texas Dallas You know what I'm saying Talking about the Tom Toms And Big Tucks You feel me And Mm -hmm. like These are names That's prevalent today That was prevalent then You feel me That like I say When you see it Especially when you're in high school and that young, it makes it way more, you know what I'm saying, believable that you can do it. Mm, yeah.
0: Definitely. So Big Tuck was like a local like hero to you at that time?
1: Big Tuck was that guy. Big Tuck was the probably the reason, one of the main reasons I jumped off the porch to actually do it. Wow. You feel me? Like I was already fans of a lot of other people. Like, you know what I'm saying, I grew up, my first favorite Texas rapper was Lil Flip. Like, mm. But I liked the UGK moment, I came up through all of it. But that's when, but when people like Big Tuck came out, that's when it was like, oh, this is in the backyard for real, like mm-hmm. this in Dallas. And to me, it wasn't nothing harder than the shit that was coming out of Dallas.
0: Right.
1: Even it, it, I, even comparing it to mainstream, it was just like this, is just what it is. Yeah. And I and I caught that energy and yeah. So I was I was always the one and the type of person where like I I ain't gotta be influenced. Once I see something, it, I, I'm a rep. What we are and where I'm at, boom, harder than trying to connect to whatever's going on. Like you know what I'm saying. So when I saw it in Dallas, and and it was and, and, and it just happened. You feel me? So yeah, I would mm-hmm. say somebody like Tuck and Tom. You know what I'm saying. And 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 for the people who don't know who those people are, y'all need to get in tune with them. If you, you know if saying? you can
0: listen to Southside the Realist and not say that that is one of the greatest rap songs of all time, yeah, then you are
1: that's, severely that's, misled. That's the that's the. Dallas Anthem forever, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 a Texas anthem. It's a Southern anthem. It's gonna be it's a worldwide anthem. It's just something that's gonna last forever, mm. you know. But I that's but see, that's the thing though. That was like even later. Like I was we on tucking no, mean, them in. The, we on the mixtapes. You feel mm. me? Like so that even came afterwards. Boom. And I remember when that song dropped. You know what I'm saying? I remember taking that on a CD and and putting that one song on a CD and riding around in the car and just jamming that for like. A, Three week, about a week to two mm-hmm. weeks straight when it first came out, you know what I'm saying? So, and like a lot of people that I grew up with, you know what I'm saying? In high school, we kind of like blew up a lot of people. So we DSR was a group, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And like we was popping at our school links to hooping and everything. We blew up. DSR the Not area, the way we was jamming them, you know what I'm saying, and being real, cause it wasn't a lot of people like that, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people don't like repping some stuff that's right there in your backyard and it's everybody else repping it, mm-hmm. you feel me? Oh, so yeah. so more people was on Houston, which Houston, you know, boom, 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 but like, once once I caught that way, I'm like, fuck that, this is what we jamming, we jamming at the games, doing it, we playing at the games, and our shit popping, so we blowing it up as well, mm-hmm. you feel me? We, it just always hit that pride, so.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I feel like in that era where you came out There was like such a big emphasis On a lot of like like you're known for making Like ridiculously catchy pop Anthem ass songs Like was that always the direction that you Sort of wanted to go in or that you found yourself Going in was like I could, uh, like Really making big hits
1: I learned that you feel me uh, mm. I started off as a mixtape ru- mix rapper right. You know what I'm saying like I was dropping mixtape Boom 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 mixtapes uh, Doing a lot of that and, and catching A lot of so I went to HBCU, okay. so I did go to PV, but oh, I didn't go right. to Hoot, you know what I'm saying? By the time I got down there, I already had like the little attention with rapping and I just saw like, look, I'm gonna go down here and do my rap shit, you feel me? Like it's it's, it's seven and one girls to do, It's people all over the place, I see it, boom, I'm gonna go down and rap, we start putting, the, throwing parties, all that type shit. So I was dropping a lot of mixtapes down there, you had people from Houston, Dallas, Louisiana, that whole little southern thing, mm-hmm. all in one place. So you, blowing up there is going everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's right. Summer break, boom, boom, boom. So I was known. I had I had PV popping, for mixtapes and that type thing before I was able to make singles. But what happened was, and what changed was uh. Like I was popping for mixtapes and I had a buzz, I had a name, everybody knew who I was, they was fucking with me, they was fucking with my music, but I wasn't getting booked for shows. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wanted me to be places, but I wasn't getting booked, I wasn't getting paid. And then I remember it was, uh, it was, it was early on when the Dallas Boogie uh, movement hit, you feel me? And it was the beginning of it. And like I was this rapper with all this buzz from mixtapes but then it'll be like other rappers that'll have one song, no mixtape, no name, and the song will be big. <laughs> and then they'll be getting booked for shows, you know right. what I'm saying? So that made me be like, damn, like, okay, I got to I gotta figure that part out, you know what I'm saying? And then I started getting with my, you know, my producer, boom, boom, boom. And I re- realized at the moment that I was going to have to make singles, you know what I'm saying? And once I developed that skill, like that was something I put my time and energy to and boom, and then it, it became that, you know what I'm saying? So... I really became almost the opposite of what I started from. So yeah. I made a single boom and then I made another one They just kept boom and this is before Ice Cream Paint Job. I had like a lot of little stuff that led up to that, you feel me? Right. But the world gonna think that Ice Cream Paint Job was the beginning. It's a whole fucking story and movie that led up to just that one song. Right. You feel me? A whole bunch of mixtapes, a whole lot of little things that made me get to that song, you feel me? Yeah. So it was like that, you feel me? So I learned that and then that happened and then I just became like, okay, I got that. And that just kind of took off in that way. So let's just say if I, when I even dropped my first album, like people had that in mind, but I really create more of the opposite. You Mm. feel me I really create more Of these other type records Than these I just know how to make those At Mm. any given If I really want to make that I can make that at any time
0: It's like two separate games Like just writing Writing verses Of being a good rapper And then writing a hook Is like two very different things And we've seen tons of rappers Who are good at one And not good at the other Or good at both Over the years And it's just kind of You have to learn To be able to play Both games really
1: You do You know what I'm saying And with me It's just about Where my passion is Like I just gotta feel Like doing it You know what I'm saying Mm. Like I want to do it, you feel me? Like I, I don't play it, I don't play the game for the same reason that everybody else played the game. Mm. If I wanted to do that, it would be too easy in my mind. You know what I'm saying? But I just be having to feel like doing certain stuff, and sometimes that can that can hinder. But most of the but overall, it's just it's just me, you feel mm. me. So that's just how I am when it came to that part.
0: It's interesting because like these days, when you're talking about having like you know underground singles that were bubbling up and stuff before Ice Cream Paint Job. Nowadays, like the first time that you're a young artist that you have a song that starts bubbling up and it just goes online and everybody just sees this artist for the first time. That's like the first time that people get familiar with you versus back then, it was like you could have all these sort of like regional hits, but then it it, it really felt like at that time that you weren't going to get the coast paying attention to your music unless you could have a song that was a big enough hit that it would get on the radio there. Because this isn't like pre-YouTube, but it's like the very beginning beginning of YouTube. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's the very beginning of everything. The internet, really, social media. uh, And you're right, you feel me? It, It was just, that was it. You feel me? It was like you had to have be able to make some shit to go like that to even be able to get in it Mm. you know what i'm saying and i started out the opposite way and i and i had to adapt to that skill you know what i'm saying and it just became that definitely yeah
0: when you were did you consider (laughs) using social media whether it was myspace at the time or youtube or whatever did you consider that like an important part of your career yet at that point or did it take you a while for you to figure out that like oh this is starting to become the place where people are consuming my shit
1: I was on fire on MySpace, bro. Like, mm. my page was popping. Everybody had, like, the girls had, and I ain't even exaggerating, they used to have Walk That Walk and Holly Berry on their page. You know what I'm saying? The background
0: Which, music when you go to the page? Yeah. That like, was the way and for And my yeah. shit
1: was blowing up on my page was popping, but I didn't really know what that meant. It, it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, uh, a concept of viral yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't. I wasn't realizing that this shit was spreading out around the world and, or at least the United States or whatever the fuck, you know? But I was aware that my page was popping on MySpace. So I was aware I had a popping MySpace page when it came to music, boom, boom, boom. But I didn't know what that really meant because that ended up turning into a whole lot. I even got discovered like when you came, when it comes to like, uh, I was doing mixtapes and you know, like the ice cream paint job, I put that on my MySpace and a DJ found it on my MySpace and blew it up. So my shit really blew up from MySpace. But what changed my whole perspective of what viral was is I had never been to California, you know what I'm saying? My music from a mainstream level, if you want to say that word, blew up in California. Mm. I didn't blow up in Texas mainstream, I blew up in Texas underground, and that whole region underground. Like I wasn't mainstream in Texas, I was mm. underground, you had to boom. But, then, but I blew up mainstream in Cali, and that became from MySpace. So when I started getting booked for shows and coming out to Cali, I didn't understand how people knew me, my face and all that stuff. It didn't resonate yet. Where in this day and time you will understand because you'd be like it went viral, boom, boom, boom. It was just happening. So that but,
0: was So the, your song started popping off on MySpace, and then was there ever like a, a DJ in LA or any people in particular that were really showing love that made like that you started getting booked out here or was it strictly online?
1: DJ A Man okay. from the Bay, he was in the Bay at KMEL. He Literally went to my page. He used to always come to my page and get music because I remember, like, I had my Walk That Walk single popping, and like right. it was. He he came and he, he he had me send it to him. He was trying to blow it up in the bay, but the tempo wasn't. He mm-hmm. knew it was a dope song, and he was basically like, "I wonder if the bay fuck with this." And they kind of did, but not really. But you know what I'm saying? But then he would come when I put that on my page. He came and he he single-handedly came to my page and got it. He had me send it to him. Asked me was it original, all that, and I sent it to him. And like, I, I, about a week, two weeks later, about two weeks from that day, he said, he said, I got the biggest song in the Bay Area because he was on radio and radio was huge. And he had a spot where they come on, the, I think it was a weekend thing where you go hear new music. And he was like, the first time he played it, it blew up, people was calling in, that was a big thing. And uh, it just went and like, and it was in rotation in like a week. <laughs> or something like that and it just blew up like it, it just went you feel me it wasn't even and he was the one that found it him and then big von shout out to him too because big von was uh the pd you know at that and they just blew it up and it went from there to la and they blew up here dj Philly. fell it, it was the number one record in la you know what i'm saying and it blew once it blew up in la it went everywhere
0: right it, you know what i'm saying when you wrote that song what uh what, what was your car collection like that it point.
1: was it was the culture. I didn't. I was <laughs> right. shit, yeah. I was rapping about the culture at that time. Mm-hmm. I, I basically manifested that. You feel right. me? Like I grew up in and around the Texas, you know all that, and that was just the culture around me at that time. I was I was like nineteen, twenty, I think, when I wrote that song. You know what I'm saying? And. and yeah, that was just the culture around me. So I, at that time, I wasn't rapping about my car then, but it become it ended up manifesting into that. You feel
0: me? Was that like you felt like you had to go and make that? Was that first car purchase like really, really important because you're like, you know, I, I made
1: this happen from talking about this? It, it yeah. I so when the farm, when when I and when I first was like I'm gonna go get it. It, it was that, but by the time I went to actually go get it, it wasn't that, because by this time I, I was started doing so many shows and moving around right. and it really wasn't even that important no more. You feel me, that it, it, in a matter of a few months because I was traveling so much, never really wasn't home. At home maybe one day, two days out the month. You feel me, so. Yeah, it just it just was transition. It was just
0: a transition. Yeah, rappers like before they get poppin' would be writing songs about cars and houses and then once they actually get popping, you could you can have a house and you're barely ever even gonna be there. And you can have feel, a car, you're yeah, never gonna drive it. It don't
1: feel the same, you know what I'm saying? But you, you but you start loving the other stuff like just you know, the whole the journey, you feel me? The moving around, you know, creating the music, boom, 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 just that part. But yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it becomes like that
0: definitely so yeah like where because there was a bunch of other stuff that had to happen before ice cream paint job right because the whole holly berry yeah saga yeah. unfolded before that so where were you at in your career when that sort of situation took place because you were on the song and then the song was basically stolen
1: from you we could we could go through it not stolen but it was yeah, yeah, appropriated yeah. by somebody else can we uh, get that story that was the first time i felt alone when i was doing music because what people don't realize is at every it's levels to everything, and you feel so. At that time, in my mind, I'm already popping a mixtape. Boom, my name is there. I'm doing shows. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm making money. I'm doing my thing. I know we ain't hit mainstream yet. I know that's the next thing because of how everything's moving. Mm. I got my walk that walk single is popping, but it's 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 that was like a slow burning record that just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And bigger. Mm-hmm where when we did Halle Berry, it blew up faster than that. But you know what I'm saying? But so during that time, uh, I was already, uh, I was just in a space where we didn't, I didn't expect that to happen. And when it happened, we we felt the way about it. Like it was a big thing. It was a whole thing. Like that will be a story within itself that's huge because that was the first time I put a lot of work in that record, you Mm. feel me? I broke that record, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to when it, what it takes to break a record in, at that time. And, you know what I'm saying, it was a lot that went on with that. And when, when that when that was took away the way it was, it felt like a lot of things that I put together and put in energy was gone. But right away, as soon as that happened, the next thing happened. Walk the Walk blew up like that. It just it, – I didn't, it didn't want even no time in between. It was just a sign that that happened, my record blew up, and then Ice Cream Frank job blew up. And to this day, I still, you know, I get my royalties from from the Holly Berry. You know what I'm mm. saying? That's still 33 percent of my record. But you know were you, you
0: still, were you the only artist on the original Holly Berry nah, record nah, or nah, nah, other nah. people?
1: So dude superstar. So right, this is right. the story. So I can only, you know what I'm saying, get this story out there. Let's the way. get the record straight. Let's just for get these the Holly Berry. Yeah. This is the story of Holly Berry. Holly Berry started at Prairie View University. Prairie View is a black HBCU. You know what I'm saying? I was popping, I was doing the mixtape. I was known for all the music. Boom, boom, boom. I had a group called Primetime Click. That was my group I started. My homies that rap, basically. And we had producers, boom, boom, boom. Uh, One of my producers that came into the Primetime Click situation later was just a producer that made beats. His name was Superstar. Mm -hmm. Made some hard-ass beats, you feel me? But you know, as music, when you produce at some point you're gonna you're gonna rap. You know, a lot of people, well not everybody, but a lot of people. But anyway, he he made a ruck. He was from Killeen, Texas. That's an army base. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a small city but it's a it's a it's a it's a small, influential city in its own way. You know what I'm saying? Because it's an army base there. He was from there and he went to Preview. So he made the song. He was in my he was signed, he was in my in my prime time thing. Mm-hmm. And he had it going in Killeen, Texas. Long story short, I was approached with him and another producer named Q Smith, who co-produced the record with him when we took it to the next level to put me on the record because I was popping. I was a nigga at PV. It wasn't gonna move at PV or Dallas or Houston without me on it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That's the that's just the marketing technique that they think. They like we're gonna go to the road, put them on, it, and it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. They did that. I heard it. I'm like, oh, this is this is way before. It's only popping in one place at this time. I hop on it, blow up at PV. Houston, I take it to Dallas and see Dallas at this time was the special city. This during this is when the Dallas boogie movement was happening. Mm-hmm. I go to Dallas and I'm in every. This is when I'm in every club every night, every day of the week in Dallas performing. Every I'm, I'm talking about Monday through Monday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm everywhere and I'm really one of the only few people that's everywhere doing that. So I'm taking this song because my Walk That Walk record was big. Blowing up Holly Berry, and it blew up in Dallas, ended up getting on the radio, and it was a rap from there, and now the song is a, it, at this time, it's a huge Southern song that everybody know about. Long story short, uh, Hurricane, Camp, Hurricane Chris Camp came. They, he needed a single. From what they were saying, he needed a single. Hurricane Chris needed a single, boom, boom, boom. Homie Superstar had signed a dumbass deal at the time with Plan Skills. Shout out to Plan Skills. Shout out to Superstar, but he signed a weak deal that mm-hmm. I didn't want to sign. Didn't make sense at all don't know why superstar did it Till this day it was not smart it still would have been a big hit to this day with superstar and me on it at the same level but anyway he felt like he had to do the deal did it boom they gave him the record uh playing skills dropped the ball with the record you know what i'm saying whatever they did once they they take me out they did a remix through tom tom on our shout out to tom tom smart move took me off put hurricane chris on the remix the remix didn't move at all because everybody in Dallas and all the DJs were mad they took me off because I'm the one who blew the record up. And mm-hmm. then they, they could peep that they was doing some fuck shit, so the record died like 100%. Now they're scrambling, and they had to sell the record. So they sold it to Hurricane Chris. Hurricane Chris, count. Got it, put a bag behind it, put it with a label, and they blew it up. And that's how it all happened. Mm. But I mean, I had our paperwork was done. I still own 33% of the record to this day. Boom, 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 publishing, all that. It was a big deal. We had a little beef at the time. But at the same time, it, it rolled over. My shit blew up right after that, walked the walk. I didn't give a fuck no more. You know mm. what I'm saying? And long story short, that's the story. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like a lot of things that happened. But the reason why that story is so important, because this is before mainstream. This right. is this is the road to get there. You know what I'm saying? That was a big part of all, everything happening. So in retrospect, when you're looking at it, it seems small, but it was huge. You feel me at that time. And hmm. yeah, long story short. So I'm saying all this just to get the record straight. Cause I always gotta do, every interview, I gotta explain this story and I did, and I understand it's different platforms. So it's just like, boom, hopefully I don't really gotta explain it too much more. But right. shout out to Superstar, shout out to Hurricane, Chris them, they doing their own thing, boom, boom, boom. and. Uh, everybody that was involved with that record. You know what I'm saying? Q Smith, shout out to Q Smith. You know, Q Smith came and, 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 and made the record a whole nother thing on the production side. So, but yeah. You, but you, um like, that,
0: that, the Hurricane Chris thing, It wasn't like an issue between you guys for that yeah, long. Like, you, nah, it was an issue, but then you got over. It pretty Yeah, quick. we was
1: beefing like we 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 had where we, we man. Let me tell you what. It well, hey, was on some crazy shit, yeah, or was it, it just? It, a it little... was just on some time. We was young and not understanding a lot of stuff, and like it, it even got to the point where I, I, we had a radio show in Baton Rouge and I'm performing and I do my version, cause I, I didn't give a fuck, I was still performing And While he was dead. I was performing my version. Right. And we had a radio show where we both booked it and I'm performing it. And, <laughs> and like they had like, they DJ trying to like, stop my music, boom, 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 something happened. Man, I'm going some words. And the, Bebe was the mediator, shout out to Bebe. Bebe was the mediator between me and Hurricane Chris. So we back in the little dressing room and, and we had some words, you feel me? But at this time, it was like, damn, homie's so small. Like I wanted to like, at that time, I was like, I would feel wrong, but at the end of the day we 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 squashed that. We start seeing each other out in here in LA. Once you have success, that shit don't matter no more. Right. That's what it really was. We start having real success. And then it's just like, what the fuck we tripping over there for? Like I don't and that's just what it was. And to this day that's what it is. Right. How'd you feel when you uh saw it in the news that he uh
0: he got a new charge?
1: Man, I felt bad, you know what I'm saying, because at the end, like I say, but we didn't. Man, him got each other. No, we didn't seen each other just at random little events and parties in L.A., and we, you know, boom. So like, it ain't no beef like that, you know what I'm saying. And, and it was never a beef to where I want somebody to get into like locked up or anything. And mm. but I mean, I'm, I'm hearing actually good things. I'm hearing that like, it, it, you know what I'm saying. He 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 might he probably get off of because it was. Some self-defense. I hope that's what it was, but it shocked me. I saw it, and I don't really know too many details, so I can't speak on it. But you know, I hope homie get through the situation. No, definitely. I mean, after all those years,
0: especially, it's just got to kind of seem like water under the bridge. Like you guys were just young dudes, experiencing fame and money for the first time.
1: Yeah, like we thought we was in a real beef at that time, but Mm -hmm. like, looking back, that ain't no real beef. You know what I'm saying? So It never seemed
0: like it was going to get super violent. It did, it it got some
1: time. Like, the the, one I'm talking about the Baton Rouge thing, Right. I honestly think had Bebe wouldn't been there at that time, like, yeah, it would've because I had people with me had people with him, and I was feeling the way, and it, I can't see it not happening because we was right there. Uh-huh. But, you know, like I say, but, like I say, yeah, that was the only time. It, it wasn't like we trying to kill each other, but, it, man, you know, it was just a different time. I so, got gotcha.
0: you. Yeah. Um, so then Ice Cream Paint Job, when you're making that, did it seem like there was anything special about it, or did it just seem like a regular song that you were recording?
1: Man, so to me, when I recorded it, I was in my mixtape phase, and I always hit this thing about me where I like rapping on up tempo beats. Mm-hmm. I used to rap on at this time. You remember what's that song that came out the Bay Area? It was a, uh, it was about the shoes, the vans. Oh yeah, I got my vans on and little black sneakers. That, that beat, like, so I, I, I used, I did a freestyle on that beat on a mixtape, and I thought that shit was, I, I fucked with that shit so hard, but I, everybody fucked with my mixtape and didn't like that song because of the beat. Like really? it was too up tempo in Texas. So I I, I I told, that's when I was just like, I'm gonna do my own shit, the up to the shit, but Texas probably ain't gonna fuck with it. So I had to, per- I personally liked it. I didn't just say this was gonna be a big hit because I was in Texas and everything was slower. So and that mm-hmm. shit mattered at that time. You drop some shit that ain't in the tempo of the de- of the, da- the dance music and everything we was doing down there they ain't fucking with it that shit ice cream paint job was too fast
0: that's so weird it, that you like are not from the Bay, but somehow your music was just resonating in the bay it, faster they thought than I was, was from the bay they yeah. thought i
1: was from the bay because of that you know boom and it blew up there and 90 bpm uh is written even today that ain't really that fast but that was fast and that was more what the bay was on it blew up so it didn't blow ice cream paint job didn't blow up in texas mm. it blew up in texas after it blew up in cali you know what I'm saying? That had nothing, motherfuckers weren't fucking with that. Even my DJ at the time didn't, he was just, he didn't think it was a hit like that. You know what I'm saying? I personally liked it, but boom. And yeah, that, nah, I didn't, I it didn't dawn on me it was special until I started getting booked in, in Cali, you feel me? I'm right. like, oh, this is this a, this a special record. Like this is even more special than Walk That Walk, which mm. was a special record. And, and Holly Berry, which was another special record. And this was like, oh, this shit more, actually more special than them, that's right. how, was, yeah, so. That's so was, crazy. Yeah, it was weird. Did you but, start
0: thinking at some point, like, man, I actually got a, a gift for writing these hooks. Like, it's just, you know. Well,
1: was, I, once I got, but it was before that. It was Once once I did Walk there, Walk, I knew I knew how to make it. You feel me? Like, I, I knew I could keep doing that. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. it was that. I had to learn how to make that record in my mind. Because I was a mixtape rapper, so I wanted to make a lot of fast shit and just drop a lot of shit. But I had to, like, humble myself and, like... Come down and be like, I need to know. I need to make a record. I need to learn how to actually make a record. You know, because I was getting tired of motherfuckers coming on one record and being popping, and I got all this shit going in the buzz, but I wasn't getting booked for shows. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going learn, learn how to make a single." So once I did that, y'all yeah, knew I could do it. You feel me? And, and you know, what I'm saying that's just what it, be, what it became.
0: Right. And okay, so did you sign to a label early on, or how, how did that whole process work?
1: I didn't sign to a label d- until so. By the time, I did a deal with E1, which, was, which is Koch Records right. Independent, by the time that came in place, Walk That Walk was already huge, all over radio, like mm-hmm. I had already done everything, and Holly Berry was already huge, boom, 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 mm-hmm. and we they, they initially wanted to do uh, a single deal, I remember, and then they caught winning the ice cream paint job by luck. They lucked, they lucked up on that, and then they they offered me an al- album deal, you know what I'm saying, and, and and shit, I did it, you know what I'm saying, and matched it with independently what I got doing, and we just kind of partnered up and did what we did and, and made that happen. But yeah, that's when that came in place.
0: It's kind of crazy because you sort of came up during like the weird dark time for the music industry where they didn't know what the fuck to do with the artists. Like nowadays, if you have a hit song, it's like you got every label fighting to help you make that song bigger and to fuck with your career or whatever. But at that time, the idea of like, oh, there's a kid from Texas who has like a, a couple of really popping songs and it seems obvious that he can make more. I mean, the labels just, like, didn't know how to make money off it, so they weren't, like, running to it, like, the way that they would be these days.
1: Yeah, exactly. That was a weird time, because shit was transitioning, and, and when nobody figuring out what was going on. Like, it was just happening at the time. So, it was, I, I think that was the most, uh, like, a that, was a that was just a weird time, you feel me? Because the internet was happening, didn't really know what it was going to be, mm. but it was there, but we was the first ones on it so we understood it but didn't understand it it was it was just a lot going on it was just in a transition and how did
0: yeah. how did this remix happen that featured this is such a crazy list of rappers to be featured on the same remix is soldier boy rich boy Jermaine dupree jim jones and e40 so you basically have like the entire country like you sort of like picking choosing different people from every different region to sort of get on that together
1: yeah that that go to shout out to D Sunaram, the around from E1 man he put that part there by this time but, but by this time the song was so big that everybody was just doing verses to it right so we really they that kind of like was put together I remember oh, they had just, all done their own remixes. oh yeah like oh. everybody like was just hopping on the song I'm talking about everybody did a ice cream paint job verse I'm talking about everybody right so we just had to we were just like well shit we can just put together a remix mix from that so so the song blew up and that happened and uh you know the first person who had did one was jermaine dupri he hopped on it and then he exposed it some more and then it just everybody did a verse that's so crazy because you think about like back in the day i remember going to like rap
0: blogs and you know there would be a song ice cream paint job or a millie by lil wayne or whatever yeah, yeah. where Every day you would see three new, five oh, yeah. new rappers all remixing <laughs> that shit. Yeah, and it that it got to a certain time. point where it's like, I'm not going to just download a different person rapping <laughs> over the same beat every day. Yeah,
1: that's how it was. That's yeah. how it was. Yeah, that was one of those situations.
0: So, what was that whole time period like? Because you seem like when you're talking about how you were in the club, like every fucking night, pushing Walk That Walk and everything, it's like some rappers think, like, oh, I'm blowing up, but I'm still going to kind of take my time with promoting this shit, or I'm not like, it seemed like you kind of understood, like, oh no, if this shit is cracking right now, then we need to be be all over it and just doing everything possible to promote this.
1: Yeah, and that 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 came because I was a mixtape rapper first, so I was mm-hmm. able to feel the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, I was able to feel the difference between having a mixtape buzz and having a quote unquote regional or mainstream single buzz, and it was just a different feeling. So when I felt that, I'm like, boom! This this I got it. This is the energy. Fuck it! I gotta blow this shit up. Like I knew I had a hit when we walked through out in that time and where I was in my mind. I knew I had a hit that just had to be exposed. Mm. So I had, it wasn't, I didn't have a label, so I had to expose it myself. I had to go into every club and wherever people was to keep exposing it. And every time I did that, it just got bigger and bigger. Cause once people heard it and resonated, it was a rap from there. So, you know, I kind of had to like, you know what I'm saying? I, uh, I had to. That's like a guerrilla tactic. You feel me? did yeah. <laughs> do it. You know what I'm saying? So I did that.
0: It's kind of crazy
1: though. was just like such a different thing
0: when you're doing the mixtape thing and you're sort of in Texas and like the idea of being a popular rapper in Texas at that time, especially like you didn't necessarily have to branch out outside of the state. Whereas like once you have that big radio single, then you start to feel like, oh, this is what it is to be successful. Like, yeah. th- did that completely change like the trajectory of how you were working on music and stuff? And did it? Feel feel odd to sort of have that song like come back to earth and all of a sudden you're kind of doing some of the same things in Texas in terms of just performing there locally and, and putting out tapes or albums or whatever. Like, how, how, what was that process like as that song started to cool off a little?
1: Well, in Texas, it, music is different, and especially even at that time. It's like if you make something that's kind of like a classic mm. and it's, it's, it, ain't, it ain't no really dying down. Well, yeah, it's a dying down, but in that that record was just something that was gonna keep going but see by the time it really got going like what i was creating i was already on to other music making i was just like All right, i'm boom they fucking with it boom i i was already making other music that i was ready to put out you feel mm. me but i knew i had to so when it started dying down you know what i'm saying and, and then then that's when the other record took off and then you know it just kept on being like that mm. so i just kept myself busy you know what i'm saying and i was actually enjoying i think the difference too is i was enjoying just the process of it happening. Like mm. I really wasn't in a hurry, you feel me? Even, cause it was times where I knew I could have done things and took deals and took situations that would have sped it up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But for some reason I just wasn't thirsty for that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, I, and, and I didn't have nothing so I'm surprised that I wasn't but I was just like, I'm cool,
0: you know? Because a lot of people in that position that you were in at that time would have been all over trying to, you know, click up with bigger rappers or labels or whatever and just trying to, like, basically, like, did you not feel like, like, did you feel like you were on a trajectory to try to, like, make yourself a giant rap star or did that not really seem as important as just doing you. Yeah,
1: no, nah, I, I saw the vision. I, I wanted to go to that level, but I just knew, I, I was just like, I'm gonna do it on kind of on my own. I'm, I was letting everything come to me. Like I believed in myself for real. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a fake, like I'm trying to make myself believe in myself. Like I just knew once I got to, so I'm like, I can do this and I'm going to do it. So it's just about how I want to do it and when I want to do it and and just taking my time doing it while also learning too. Don't get me wrong. It was a lot I didn't have figured out. It was. I really didn't have a lot of – know what a lot of stuff was, but for some reason I was just cool with how it was going. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I, I, But, yeah, I did have goals to, you know what I'm saying, take it to the highest level. That's mm-hmm. in my mind. And, it's, and, and So that's part of the process of even now. It's just, boom, steps. I know you got
0: some crazy stories from that time period. Like I know that the fucking Nipsey thing was like a crazy connection. That Well, it just seems crazy now given how he passed and everything. But you had this connection with him early on. Can we get that story and can we talk about like just any other like crazy interactions or whatever was going on at that time in your life like things that just seem insane that maybe you don't always get a chance to to share with people at this point
1: uh so nipsey yeah nipsey you know what i'm saying like i the connection with me and nipsey came immediately you feel me like the first time i remember like just being at the crib and the first time I saw Nipsey was uh he was they were shooting he had did a video that came out and uh he had rapped on a crisscross uh beat he he did the re he like remixed the jump yeah he had
0: my favorite song when I was in first grade yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah so he he redid that you know what I'm saying and Mm -hmm. that's how boom and and for some reason it just when I saw the video, everything he was doing, a lot of the stuff that he was doing was resonating with me on how I was moving and doing it, but in a Texas way, the Dallas way. And that was the only artist that I, it made like that. And then when I, we met out soon after that, once my music started, probably this before my music was out. And then, you know, Ice Cream Paint the iPad, and, and uh, you know, when Snoop got, they got on to Snoop, actually, I thought Nipsey was Snoop artist because that's kind of how it was presented to me. Right, and then I remember D hit me up. He was like, "Hey, you know, Snoop, want, you know, want, want to know what you think about putting Nipsey on Nipsey Hustle?" It's, it's an artist named Nipsey Hustle. I was like, "Oh, I know who Nipsey is." I was by this time I was on to him. A lot of people wanted. They, they was trying to introduce me and be like this. They trying to show him like I already know who he is. I think homie dope. Let's do it. He won a mainstream thing, so a lot of people didn't think that was a good move because he wasn't man. But I, I thought it was. The, the best thing I was like, I, I like him, you know what I'm saying, homie from LA, boom. I already like this music, I'm on it, and I could see the potential, and I threw him on there, and and, and I brought him out on the BET uh, Hip Hop Awards. Right. You feel me? And that was he had never been on a mainstream platform, so I introduced him to a lot of people, but I did it from just thinking homie was dope anyway. Like fuck mm-hmm. it, you know what I'm saying? It was other people on on the song, but it's just something I wanted to do. Right. You know, and, and then our connection started there and we just had a natural connection. So we started seeing each other everywhere. You know, we did some songs, you know what I'm saying? He came, fuck with me in Dallas, you know, birthday parties. We just we would do shows at different places. And I always, every time we met up, we had a moment. You know what I'm saying? We always chopped it up, I always talked, I always had good energy. And it was a me and him connection. Like I didn't, so me and Nipsey connection just, you know how sometimes it's be through uh you have entourages and different and i was just me and him personally so we just i always had this connection and I always saw each other and, and, it, and it just kept growing over the years so you know he, he just became homie he just came bro from there you do you know, remember family.
0: remember the last time you saw him before he passed
1: yeah it was a month before he passed a month, a wow. month. he was in dallas he came and did a, uh not even a show he came and did a business seminar like the first of his like uh imagine going to a city to do a show but instead of doing a show you doing a business seminar wow and you're bringing out people in that city the youth that's in that mindset and you're getting paid for it just like a show but you sitting down like this talking and that's what he came to dallas to do and it was just about business real estate all the shit he was about you feel me he was you know, he was teaching that and he was getting paid for it. when he came to dallas i went there you know what i'm saying support him and check him out boom 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 man you know, before he went and did the, you know, the speech and the stuff he had to do, we had, we was in the, in the back room, just private moments, you know what I'm saying? Talking about it. We were talking about the, that I was supposed to come to LA to he was, he had just built his new studio. Mm. He was, he told me to come to LA to do his, uh to come record, cause I was talking about, look, I got this Texas Texafoinnia project I'm working on. You know what I'm saying? We always was talking about doing Texas Texafoinnia thing. I'll bring it up and he was gonna get on the song and the project and he was just like, why don't you just come to LA and do it? Do it in my studio. So my next time to go into LA was gonna be that next month. Mm. You feel me? So I was, it was already planned for me to go to LA and record with Nipsey. Right. And then this was a month, literally a month prior to when it happened. And it, that happened. And then the next time I ended up going was for the funeral. So I went out there for the funeral and everything. And, mm. You know, and that and that, that, was that. But you know, like I say, bro, you know, that was fam. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of love there and, and, and you know, homie, homie, energy, spirit is here forever, you know what I'm saying, so with that being said, yeah.
0: Yeah, when you see like the way he lived his life and like there's always been this conversation since he passed about like doing a business in your local area and everything, like has that been, you know, and like sort of being that like local hero and stuff and with him we saw how much you could do when you put yourself into that role, we also saw how dangerous it can end up being like, what, what are your thoughts on being that sort of like fixture in the community in terms of hip hop or outside of that in the overall culture, like do you want to be that for Dallas or or is is that too much to take on? Sometimes
1: it ain't even it just that's just what who homie is, mm. you know what I'm saying? And like I it, for me it's parts of that, but it's also for me it's, it's just, inspira- just inspiring. Just inspiring because mm. I know how just like homie, he know the greatest act that you can do whatever is inspire somebody. you know what I'm saying? And, I believe in that, you feel me? So even for my city and this and that, I'm more about inspiring and I come be hands on and I come boom, boom, this and that. But as far as feeling like I gotta do something, I I don't feel like I have to do anything that don't touch my heart. And Mm -hmm. that's a lot of things that touch my heart that I'm gonna do and actually do and do it in them times. But I don't don't got like a set up, boom, boom, boom. But that's who homie is. Mm -hmm. That's who he was, who he is, you feel me? So it's different, you know. uh, and, and, and it's unfortunate that, like, that, that put a sour uh, uh, energy out there about people feeling like they shouldn't, uh, you know, be able or they don't want to necessarily be, uh, what, what is it, go say the hood, say you can do all that type of stuff, which some of it's necessary, some of it ain't. But overall, you know what I'm saying, the way I look at it is, is, is everything here about is still impliable to what people should be doing and even what, what I'm doing on a lot of different other levels. Cause that wasn't, that wasn't all he was, he was about a lot, his music was that, the way he moved, the business mind, everything. He was just a, you know what I'm saying? All around with it, you mm-hmm. feel me? And that's just how I look at the situation. And overall, it was just unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? Just unfortunate.
0: Damn shame. Yeah, RIP Nip. Um, okay, so. At this point in your life, like, what are you primarily working on? Like, do you what, what do you find the most like excitement about working on in terms of is it still primarily music or like I know that you signed Young Nation at one point and that that was like a big thing for a while. We could definitely talk about that. But like, are you on the hunt for new artists? Like, is that something that you're passionate about?
1: Uh, I'm more, I'm, I'm letting everything come to me. You mm. feel me? If I see a dope artist and it come to me naturally, I'm fucking with it. But, you know, I, producers as well. Right now, I'm fucking with more producers than artists. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's all around. You know what I'm saying? I'm more about, like, I'm. number one is the music still. Mm. Number one. You know what I'm saying? Creating that and, and getting ready to put that out. Because that's where I'm at. Is getting ready to release all the music that I've been creating. You know what I'm saying? And that's number one. So number, you
0: have a big project that you're super excited about I'm on the sp- way?
1: Projects, Projects. You know what i uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's what, and that's the type of thing that's hard for me to speak on cause it gotta speak for itself. Mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can never tell you how something's gonna be like I wanna tell you. So it's just the only thing I'd be like, when it comes to the music and all that, you, it's, it'll hit you when it hits you and it'll hit you soon, that part. But the music is the thing, but it's a lot of other stuff too. You know, I'm getting into just a lot of stuff that makes sense with who I am and my brand and what I'm doing and what I'm passionate about, and it's all coming in together. And the, probably the next time we sit down, I, you know what I'm saying, I break a lot of that down because a lot of that's in the, in the mix right now. But, you know, 6'3", you know what I'm saying, a new brand, the music, all that, that's all this primary right now. You that's know how I'm tall saying? you are? Yeah, yeah Okay, yeah. me too.
0: So that means a lot to me, off, off rip.
1: Uh, yeah, well, so you, <laughs> you gotta rip it down. It's a good height to be. Yeah, I'm that's a good height, I'm about to get you a shirt.
0: It's a good height, you don't look like a freak show, like one of these seven foot tall dudes. <laughs> But you yeah. ain't no five nine either
1: yeah. yeah nah, it's cool it's cool yeah but nah like where i am at with it is, is, is new music man you mm. know what i'm saying like one thing that i'm happy about is that i never lost the passion about that you know what i'm saying and and, and the creating and putting it out and just that part of it you know what i'm saying and that's where i'm at now just mm. grip giving the word a new music you know we got i got a new single out right now that we in the midst of we shooting a video right now that's a lot going on with that but the new music, that's where I'm at.
0: Right, did you ever feel like you were kind of uh, at risk for, for losing your passion for the music or like not seeing it the same way? Because over time, you kind of, you have to become, as you become super aware of what the music can do, it, it becomes kind of hard not to focus on the end result, right?
1: Yeah, that's, that's what it is. You start, it's like having a power, realizing it, and then you gotta know how you wanna use the power. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And if it was worth it, boom, boom, boom. But it all got to make sense. Like, you can't just do something. Like, with music, you can't just be dropping music. Obviously, it's a, people play the game, but you just drop it, and you want to make a lot of money, noise, this and that. And that's cool. I understand that. But if it don't make sense in the end, it don't make sense. To It just don't make sense. Mm. So, with me, I, nah, it, it, it was times where I never lost the passion of making music. It was just like... It's just a lot of other stuff to do while I'm doing it. You mm. know what I'm saying? I, I I got to a point where I don't just gotta focus 100% at this moment to do this because that's what people want. You feel me? Like just like there's other shit going on. I got a lot of other fly shit, dope shit going on that makes me just as happy. And I still got the passion for the music. Mm. You feel me? Y'all just want to have to wait on it. That's my mindset. You feel me? But at the same time, I know I got fans and I wanna, you know what I'm saying? keep them, cause they, they want the music too, mm. but it, it just, it's that type of relationship you gotta build with your fan. My type of relationship I got with my fans, they when they come, they come. And I got different type of fan bases, <laughs> different that like this type of music from me and different that they like this. And that was always a struggle. You know what I'm saying? And
0: mm. what, to be able what, to deliver to both markets?
1: Yeah, because I had that. Like when I became, when I started making singles, the motherfuckers that used to like me for mixtapes, they didn't like my single. They didn't like the concept, you mm. feel me? The motherfuckers that like the singles, well, they they didn't understand why I just won't make singles. Like you know what I'm saying. And for me, cause I'm I'm uh, passionate about just the whole thing. Like I like doing both, and i you know what I'm saying. It, so I always had a struggle within my own fan base mm. to keep both sides, which is what I figured out now, and that's why I got the 6'3 brand. You mm. feel me? Cause the, you know my 6'3 brand gonna give. A certain set of fans that like this, this, and my, and I'm still gonna have my Duro brand together. You know what I'm saying? So, that's time. You, you over time, you figure that type of stuff out. But, you know, it's good stuff. You know, you know, mm. it's all in the product at the end of the day. The product is the only thing that matters. That's What people care about, how good the product is, don't fucking matter. You Definitely. know what I'm saying? Call it the Rudy. Rudy's Chicken is a place in Dallas. Where you ever been in Dallas? Yeah, you been to Rudy's? I
0: don't know if I've been to Rudy's.
1: So Rudy's Chicken is popping chicken place. You feel me? It's just like, it's one of those, you got to go to a tight spot. Every city go got a fire day. chicken spot. You gotta, and, and yeah. So Rudy's is there for Dallas. And honestly, and I ain't even for to be biased. It's going to sound biased, but I'd have been to every city chicken spot, and it ain't fucking Rudy's. And I ain't <laughs> uh, even saying that from Dallas. Because there'd be some stuff that's dope in Dallas, and then you go to other cities, that, and then it go, and i will be like, I bet it ain't going to be, and it do be dope. I'm mm. like, but when it come to that, nah, you ain't fucking with it. But Rudy's, this the thing with Rudy's. Rudy's got this dope ass food, chicken, this whole thing. They over the years in the past, I ain't gonna speak on that. Shout out to Rudy's. I ain't putting y'all down. Y'all the best. Boom, boom, boom. That customer service was trash, mm. but the product's so good it don't it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? It don't fucking matter. So they they customer, you get cussed out. Boom, boom, boom. It. It's the opposite of Chick-fil-A, you feel me? Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the product's so good that the line's still wrapped around, you're willing to pull up with bad customer service because the product's so good. So right. what does that tell you? It's about the product. Now, if you got good product and good customer service, that's even better, don't get me wrong. Right. But at the end of the day, motherfuckers only care about the product. That's mm. it. The Definitely. product is what motherfuckers care about. And that's how I look at music. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it don't even matter. Like all the other stuff is cool, but motherfuckers, at the end of the day, care about the product. You've lived in Dallas this whole time, even through all the travel and whatever,
0: you always call that home?
1: Dallas been the home the whole time in Cali. But I've been in L.A., man, from 2012, 2013 to now, I've been back and forth. That's why my whole shit is Texafonia. That's like my concept, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? My movement is Texafonia. Dallas, L.A., Houston, the Bay Area, boom, boom, boom. That's like my thing, you know what I'm saying? I I spent a little time in Atlanta, a little time in New York, you know what I'm saying? But mainly... Dallas and LA, you
0: feel we, me? We've seen like a crazy, like generation <laughs> of different like underground up and coming artists out of Texas over the last couple of years. Is that something that you pay a lot of attention to? or You keep your eye on like what's going on in the, the, the scene like that? Or is it it's kind of tempting to just sort of listen to the shit that you've been listening to or, or be focused on your own music? Like how, it, do, you, how do you think It's a combination
1: it? of all that, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, like with me, right? Uh, like Dallas. If your shit popping and you doing your thing, you are gonna come to the light where I'ma see you mm. and vice versa. So of course I'm a boom. I don't work with a lot of the Dallas artists over, you know, this and that. And and then it's a combination with I am always in my own world. You know mm. what I'm saying? When it comes to creating music and all that too, as most artists should be, because that's how you really boom. So it's like a mixture of all of it. It's like how i listen to music in general like people always be asking me who my favorite artists are and this and that i like everybody dope music but i don't like if who name an artist if you drop an album today i'm probably gonna find two or three songs i like and boom i like them three songs boom i might mm. li- i might listen to everything just because it come out and i get to it i'm gonna hear it some kind of way anyway you might mm. be in a car with somebody they playing it go to the club when the club was existing you gonna hear it you hear it just different that and i catch the climbing like that but most of the time musically i'm just in my own world creating that shit you mm. feel me and uh I, I catch stuff when i see it and stuff that's meant to come my way come my way you know what i'm mm. saying like so but now nah, dallas on fire though when it comes to a lot of stuff a lot of artists a lot of producers it's a special it's a special city mm. and, and, and i mean that for real yeah
0: definitely do you feel like uh like in terms of like the history of texas and hip-hop it feels like there's a a very interesting and important new place for george floyd in that whole history of texas because he was on the fucking screw tapes like he was definitely like a dude who was very much like a part of Mm. that whole community for a period of time even though he lost his life in minneapolis like how how do you feel about that or how how he's viewed like do you see him being sort of lifted up and celebrated as like a symbol of texas in a way
1: well, yeah, that was new when, to me. Like, I had no... When when it came out that he was a rapper and that he was on the screw tapes and I actually, you know, I remember, I think I think Lil' Kiki posted on his page and that's where I saw it first. I, mm. I believe, you know. I was saying? so beyond but, shocked when yeah, I realized was yeah, on seen, tapes, you know? Exactly. So when I seen it, I was like, oh, shit, and I heard it and I was like, oh, he really was on there. So I didn't even know that at all. So I ain't gonna lie and be like, oh, nah, I right. didn't know that at all. And that did change the perspective. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just to know because that's a special time that's a special culture. Like you mm-hmm. people can't say that they did that and was really a part of that and it'd be a real thing.
0: Cause anybody can say, like, oh yeah, I was around when Screw was doing that, whatever. But yeah. to have been on the tape yeah, is yeah, like yeah, yeah, that yeah. shows that you were in a very particular club at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That mean, he was really in that. You feel me? It wasn't no so when I saw look he keep post that and I thought that was dope and it made me look at the, you know, even now yeah, that bring them to a certain light but it, it, I mean, as far as rap that just make you say, if you from Texas like, damn homie was part of the Swisher House movement, you feel me, like that's that's big you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that in Houston, they, they doing a lot to put him in that light because he really was there at some point obviously, you feel mm-hmm. me, so that's more of a, you know, that's that's what the OGs w- would do out there, you know that's, that would be more them and how it resonate with everybody else, mm. is just how it resonate. But yeah, it definitely did change a lot of perspectives. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, that's another unfortunate situation. I hate that some something like that gotta happen. You feel me? Just for other things that like to come out, but you know, it is what it is. But uh, I'm, overall it was good is it's i'm glad to see that the justice is happening mm. you know what i'm saying and so something good came from it at least that can be said
0: yeah i mean like yeah. his his name's gonna go down in history as being the thing that sparked off a huge wave of change in yeah. the country either yeah. way so yeah
1: and and him being attached to texas music and switch that 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 makes that even doper mm. you know what i'm saying so, just yeah. makes
0: us all kind of feel like we understand the type of person he was because we all like, you know, if you've been around Trey, if you've been around, you watch a B interview or whatever, you can't help but think, like, this guy was the type of dude that fit would fit in with yeah. all these, like, classic Texas characters that we all love so much if you're a hip-hop fan, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, nah, you're right. Mm. Yeah, 100. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, anything else you could tell us about the new music that's on the way or what we need to look out for?
1: Yeah, man, 6-3, uh, the project, the EP, the Unlock EP. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm I'm trying to drop that in August. The music been done. I'm going to be real with you. It, it's it, it been kind of hard to gauge it because of everything that's going on, because mm. I want to put it out and kind of be able to move around and like
0: right, promote yeah.
1: it, do this and that. So I just kind of been like playing it about ear. But main thing, you know, uh, you know I'm going to get the single jumping right now. I got a new single called Brand New. You mm. feel me? Shout out to, God damn it, Dupree, the producer. He produced a lot of my new EP. Shout out to Digi Norm, he produced a lot of my new EP that's coming out. Uh, And like I say, this is one of the things where the the next time I come back, we'll be talking, cause it's like the music gotta speak for itself. Know the music coming, the music fire, you know what I'm saying? It's the product, you feel me? And I know that's what my fans want. And the people that's, you know, the new fans that, you know, I've been getting, they want the product. So just know that that's coming. And it's gonna come at the highest level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it is, that's all I can really say. I know a lot of people want me to say more and speak more on the music, and I really do. But it's just one of them things where look, when the music come and you see it, it's gonna happen. I gotta show y'all with the music that you feel me.
0: That's yeah. right. I can't wait. Can't wait yeah. to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Duro. I appreciate your time. It's been very good to get a little bit of a history lesson and find out what's on the way.
1: Yeah. I nah, appreciate,
0: appreciate it, huh? that. Want it? Yeah. Thanks yeah. so much. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, like, comment, subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. Uh-huh. Appreciate y'all. Yeah.